Okay, everybody. Welcome to Dream Laser. Seriously hard sci-fi. Episode... Seven. Jesus, let me say something. <laughs> so uh, we have a guest star today, and I do say star with... He is a star. Full, full intent. Dan- Daniel Mc- Mc- McDonald. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Uh, yeah, we have a guest this week, and it's danced out, and it's going to be hilarious. We kind of like asked him to do it. Two days before then? You did? I did. Yeah. And, um... I would have given you more notice. It doesn't matter, honestly, because I wrote my story today in an hour. So, like, I do every fucking week. Yep, so. same, uh... I should same. say my name. Yeah, I I'm Tom. I wrote my story probably. while I was helping Jamie do some... Well, I wasn't helping Jamie. You weren't? Because I was writing my story. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That's nice. Very, very hubby of you to do that. <laughs> um, but, uh, who wants to do the story so what first? what are we doing? Who's getting whose and who's going first? Usually we ask the guest, uh, when you would like to read. Do you want to read first, second, or third? I... Uh, am, am I loud enough? Yes. I don't. I don't know. You don't no. know what? <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. I don't know any of it. All right. Um, well, do you well, have any idea? Do you guys like know who's who wants to get who's? Story? I want God my story to be read first. By who? By Dan. Okay. Okay. So then you get mine. Okay. And then you'll get I mine. I get that. Okay. Everyone gets everyone's. Should I put on my theater voice? Yes, please. When you yeah when you when obviously <laughs> when you tell the story you want to be a. Uh, be as awesome as possible. Yeah, true. Two and a half pages, huh? By the way, there are five people in this room that yeah, are... Yeah, and we and, don't fit. Yeah. <laughs> so we're in a really tight, tight space.com. I, I want to <laughs> be clear that I may not do justice to your story as I have trouble reading. Really? Yeah. It doesn't matter. I made it made it very easy to, to read. You're going to be great. Learned. Okay. You never learned. Just remember to project it when you go. Are you Jared 19? So... Could be. Do you, do you want to Do you want to read first? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. So I'm already holding So you Dan is reading my story first, so take it away, Dan. Uh, this story was written by someone other than me, and it is called <laughs> Standing on the Edge of Bummer. <laughs> <clears throat> I love water slides. So much, in fact, that I conquered the earth just to make it my very own water park. Fuck the rapids. <laughs> This wasn't for everyone. This was for me. It was a long, bloody road to get where I'm at now. Some say a blood park is a better name for my intricate park full of slides, loop-de-loops, and bottomless pits. I'm sorry, you were going to say something? Nothing. No, I said, I said, you know how the song for Rapids is, Raptor Rapids, everyone. That's why I was like, fuck that. This, this water park's for me, not for everyone. Oh. <laughs> Dude, seriously, oh. though, fuck the rapids. Yeah. Fuck the rapids. <laughs> My name is Gabriel McSnorkerson III. Wow, we actually have a name for one of your characters. Yes, Gabriel McSnorkerson. Gabriel McSnorkerson III. When I was a kid, back in 4509, my parents took me to the fucking sickest water park this side of Super France. The name... Watery as fuck, TM. <laughs> that's, that's the name of the part. It had lasers, heated water, piss detection, and even a fucking water cannon that will literally knock the shit out of your asshole. <laughs> it was my heaven. <laughs> then the worst thing ever happened. It was summer. Oh, There's it. more to that. Let it die down. <laughs> and we as a family were all ready to go to the water park. 
We got our swimsuits and jumped into a super Uber. <laughs> Su- super, super Uber. <laughs> and headed over to the golden heavens that was watery as fuck TM. <laughs> <laughs> You know it's good when Dan starts laughing. <laughs> when we got there, though, comma, we saw body parts all over the front entrance. A goddamn Martian was turned away. Did I read that right? Yes. A goddamn Martian was turned away because he wasn't old enough to get in. You have to be 300 years old at least in Martian years. And he went haywire. <laughs> He pulled out his laser thumb whip and started oh, carving up all over the... Do you have something to say? No, go ahead. Sorry, I also had a laser thumb whip a while ago. <laughs> a while ago. Shit. Guys, I'm nervous. Thief! <laughs> Thief! <laughs> he slashed the automated robot guards in half and they all exploded. It was utter chaos. Before I could run back to the super Uber... Should I do it with a hard R? or like no, that's a, fine. Like that's, per- that's exactly how I would say it. Super Uber! <laughs> the crazed Martian saw my family. That green piece of shit was filled with rage because he couldn't bask in the awesomeness of this sick house water park. <laughs> so he took his anger out on all the people who were allowed to get in. He winded up his arm like a fucking android pitcher in Cyberball and with one swipe cut my entire family in half. (laughs) Their top half slid off their bottom halves Uh slowly and fell to the ground for dramatic effect. (laughs) (laughs) I was unaffected because I was too short. The laser just grazed the top of my head. As I looked down at my half-mom, she said, (laughs) don't let them stop you from doing what you want. (laughs) Then her face got crushed after the Martian stepped in it. That fucking alien got in my face, about to finish what he started with my family, but before he could slice me, a 400 fat piece of shit human fell to his death. For- this is a really hard sentence. Yes. Hold on. 400 pound, I meant pound. Start that again? It's okay. <sighs> that fucking alien got in my face, about to finish what he started with my family, but before he could slice me... A 400 fat piece... A 400 pound, sorry. A 400 pound fat piece of shit human fell to his death from one of the water slides right on top of the Martian. Oh, God. Killing them both. (laughs) The splatter of blood and Martian guts sprayed around as far as 50 meters away. You see, watery as fuck TM had no standards for water safety. And accidents like this could happen multiple times per day. After that... Watery as fuck TM was shut down. Oh, no. Uh, forever. Oh, God. Did I say forever? You did. Ah. Uh. Y- you did. <laughs> I did. He did. It was from that day forward that I vowed to make this... Sorry? It was from that day forward that I vowed to make the sickest fucking water park in the universe. <laughs> or at least the galaxy. I grew up to be a smart businessman that loved to fucking party. <laughs> I started small, making water slides in my backyard that top at speeds of 500 mph. Everyone I knew who used it died instantly. It might have been too intense. Then I got better at crafting my sick barrel rolls. I decided to make a full-on park, connecting West Palm Beach, Florida to the Caribbean islands in one super long highway of tubes. (laughs) 
more than half of the people who wrote it were lost forever, <laughs> dubbing it the Bermuda Tube Angle. <laughs> I was sued so many times that they decided to just kill me instead of having a trial. I had a better idea. During my watery college years, I got the schematics for that sick water cannon that watery as fuck TM had for their rides. It was thought to be lost forever. Since it was the only one of its kind. Not true since I found it in the most unlikely of places under that fat ass who killed the Martian all those (laughs) years ago. He was an undercover America 2 spy. Oh, fuck. Who was trying to get weapons to take America 2 back from France. Super France. <laughs> Super France. When the robo French police came knocking at my door to arrest me, they got something they didn't expect. They got water fucked. <laughs> Suddenly, water turrets shot out of the ceiling as they walked in, shooting them with high density, high radiation. Water, knocking their circuits out and incapacitating them. What the Super French didn't know is that I, studying T-1000 physics in college and learned how to program not just liquid metal, but metal. Sorry, but liquid. (laughs) (laughs) Liquid, liquid. Let me try that again. (laughs) Not just liquid metal, but liquid, liquid. (laughs) The police were now instantly programmed to do my bidding. Oh, shit. Yeah, that... That wow. shakes, for sure. That's awesome. It only took a week for Blue Earth to be taken <laughs> over by me, the motherfucking McSnorkerson. They called me the Wet Bandit. <laughs> Fast forward to today, and I'm about to officially launch, launch the biggest water park in the galaxy. <laughs> Fuck portals and light speed. I took my water slide technology and made an entire... Turpike system across the solar system. Want to go to Saturn? Take the water slide 23D east for around 300 years, then make a left. Simple. 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 Simple! There is a big ribbon ceremony. There is a big ribbon ceremony in Walmart. In Walmart. In Walmart, D.C. to activate all systems. I wear my six Spider-Man board shorts because why the fuck not? I had a six celebration lunch with two pounds of BBQ ribs and a whole cornbread cake because this was basically the last meal before I motherfucking achieve my golden dreams. I walk up to the stage with all my adoring fans cheering for me, or was it booing? I couldn't tell because I had too much water in my ears, or I just gave no fucks. None. Below the stage in front of me was a 20-foot drop into the deepest part of the, the wave pool. I was gonna go do a double backflip cannonball to signify that the ride was a go. <laughs> As soon as I get my scissors to cut the ribbon, I was reminded of my mom telling me to do what I want. Well, fuck you, mom. (laughs) I wanted to get a Nintendo Switch 4 with VR titty jigglers, but you took me to the water park instead. You could have made me a pervert. Instead, I'm an interstellar water park conqueror mogul. Take that! (laughs) With that thought, I cut the ribbon and proceed to do the most gnarly triple backflip 
the most gnarly triple backflip cannonball <laughs> that would make Michael Phelps cut off his dick and feed it to a narwhal. <laughs> <laughs> but something tragic happens. Oh, no. Soon as I hit the water, my entire body cramps up and I sink to the bottom like a stone. Oh, fuck. I forgot about the 30-minute rule about getting into the water before eating. Oh, no. Before eating! The end. The end. Was that the right voice? You want to cut that and have it? No, I get to do it over, actually. I don't like that. No, I'm just kidding. That was perfect. (laughs) Wow. Uh, That was, uh... Wasn't that a bummer at the end? (laughs) Wow. It was a real bum bum. Honestly, Tony, I think that was one of your finest pieces. Mine is fucking terrible in comparison. I feel really self-conscious about mine now. I think think half of it is the way Dan read it. Because narrative style A+. The narrative was an A+, plus for sure. Narrative style A+. Uh, do you want me to read yours first, or Rosemary first, or you want to go last? I have yours. I have an app for this. I could make a decision. I'll make you one, you two. <laughs> and YouTube. Okay. And, and, uh... I'm just going to read Rosemary's, Marie. and then Dan, you'll, you shall go f- finale. Cool. Because right. Rosemary is a better narrator than I am. That's way better than me using an app. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, are you guys enjoying this so far? So bad at decisions. Okay. Yes, so video audience applause. This is Rosemary's story. It's called Dear Lieutenant, which is interesting because this is the, the, I didn't, wow, okay. Yeah. Just, Dear know, Lieutenant. It's long as fuck as normal. That's what she said. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Dear Lieutenant, the scene on the space cruiser Get Fucked was bloody indeed. No one was really sure what happened on the ship since the comms have gone silent. The vessel's commanding officer, Lieutenant Andromeda Lightstorm, and her crew have been on a mission to retrieve the long-lost Zephyr Hills water purifier, but no one had heard from them in weeks. That's why the intergalactic stellar fleet sent Lieutenant Hans Gruber Voldemort Sauron Palpatine (laughs) to the ship's last known location. That's a sick name. It, It is. What he found was unspeakable. Even for the guy... With the most evil name in the galaxy, the entire crew was dead. Blood from their slit throats soaking into dozens of Magic the Gathering cards (laughs) strewn around the command deck. Dozens. The remains of a Publix chicken tender sub was rotting on the floor, and Lightstorm was nowhere to be found. That's terrible. Hans projectile vomited into a trash can under one of the control panels as soon as he stepped onto the deck smell of weeks-old corpses, coagulated blood, and decaying chicken tendies was enough to make him even the toughest ISF generals lose their lunch. But even though Hans was named after some of the most awesome and evil villains in pop culture history, he left much to be desired when it came to following in in their footsteps. He was less like Darth Sidious and more like Anakin after getting all his limbs chopped off and his flesh scorched from from his bones. The only reason Hans was even in the ISF was because his parents made him go to space military school. That sounds a lot Goddamn like... Uh, does. It sounds like a lot like... Uh, what's that movie? Star Wars. Yes. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> what he really wanted to be was a poet. <laughs> Not just any poet. The most sensitive... Transcendentalist. Transcendentalist poet to ever, to ever believe he was made of stardust or tree energy or whatever transcendentalists believe. But that was just a pipe dream. There was no money in poetry anyways. Even Thoreau was... Was it Thoreau? Thoreau, yeah. Even Thoreau was most li- mostly lying about living in the woods by himself. Thanks a lot for giving us all that all unreasonable expectations, Henry David. 
piece it's a little, of little shit. deep literature here. That was that was that was a direct hit. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, there's nothing on the lower levels, Han's assistant said as she made her way onto the deck. Her name was Meru or Maru? Maru. Maru. And she was a Kanai alien, which are basically just those cat guys from Skyrim. Khajiit? <laughs> Whatever. Khajiits. Khajiit has coin. Right. He has wares if you have coin. Khajiit has story. <laughs> but Maru looked like a really cool white tiger. She was tough, but also super cute. And she really loved getting scratched under her adorable chin, like Yoshi. <laughs> but even Maru felt her stomach turn when the scent of death and degraded pub subs reached her sensitive kitty nose. Her whole body retched and she made a gross noise until she puked out a bunch of wet cat food rolled in a hairball. <laughs> Holy fuck, she said after her stomach was done heaving. What the shit happened here? I would appear It would appear that the entire crew has been murdered. <laughs> Hans answered, already thinking about how he would turn this adventure to a Homer-style epic poem. Lightstorm 2, Mary asked. Hans took another look at the bloody scene in front of him just to make sure. No, she's not here, he said. You think she murdered her own crew? Maru asked. Ooh, the plot fucking thickens, bro. So thick. But Hans wasn't paying attention. He pulled a notebook and feather quill out of his pocket and started jotting down notes about what the scene looked like. Mostly he was trying to figure out what alliterations he could he'd use and what rhymed with blood. <laughs> Lieutenant, Maru interrupting his scribblings. If no one... Is it scribblings? Yeah, no. scribblings. Yeah. If no one here is alive, can we please get the fuck off the ship? It smelled worse than Rosie O'Donnell in here. Damn. <laughs> Hans snapped his notebook shut and shoved it back into his coat. I guess so, he said. We should have ISF forensics inspect the ship. See if there are any trace of light storm. Just as Hans finished his instructions, an alarm blared through the get fucked desk. <laughs> deck. Deck, not desk. Deck. There's a ship approaching. <laughs> Maru warned <laughs> Examining the radar and a utility cuff Damn son <laughs> Hans turned, to, uh, turned on the deck's main screen Give me a visual He commanded Maru brought the image of the approaching spacecraft Up into the, the holoscreen. screen The Pirates of the Caribbean music center of the play And they both said God damn it <laughs> The approaching ship was a cutter-class silver and shimmering... Or, Sorry, yeah, let, me, let me start that again. The approaching ship was a cutter-class silver and shimmering in the starlight, its solar sails billowing as the non-existent space wind blew it through them. <laughs> the front sail was stamped with an emblem of a skull and two cross sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking space pirates, Maru snarled as Jack Sparrow's theme music got louder as the ship closed in. <laughs> what do we do, Lieutenant? He had, Hans had no fucking clue. He'd spent most of his military strategy class daydreaming about being the Shakespeare of the 31st century. But he didn't have to answer anyways. The entire get fuck shuddered as the, spir- or as the pirate ships shot out some super cool hooks that latched onto the cruiser's hull. The pirate ship then ejected an airlock tunnel, penetrating straight into the get fuck like a hard dick into... Well, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> Hans reached for his plasma pistol, even though he never actually fired it outside of training. We're about to get boarded, he said. Tits up, Maru, <laughs> said Maru, drawing her own gun. A laser started cutting through the door of the command deck. Maru and Hans waited, their plasma guns pointing at the opening the intruder was drilling. Finally, the laser had cut a perfect circle in the door, because that's what always happens in heist movies. It's always a perfect circle. Yeah. There was a long moment of quiet. Suddenly, 
The perfect fucking laser-cut circle was kicked in, and a space pirate stepped onto the deck as the Pirates of the Caribbean music started blasting again. (laughs) Hans lowered his gun as he realized the space pirate was actually a woman. Clad in leather boots, a sick-ass cape, and a corset that made her titties almost pop out of the top, she drew a laser-edge cutlass from her her belt and pointed it right at Hans. Prepare to have your ship commandeered. Commandeered. Commandeered, you government assholes, she announced, and hand over your booty. Are you fucking serious, Mario asked. We have guns. We can literally destroy you. The space pirate finally noticed the smell of rotting corpses and puked all over the deck. But Hans was too engrossed in looking at her amazing boobs and thinking about all the sonnets he would write about them to fight back. Marauder goddess, he said. Who are you? The woman wiped the vomit from her mouth. I'm Captain Bella Brackenthorn, the hottest fuck space pirate. All right. The hot as fuck space pirate said, her gaze meeting Han's love-struck eyes, otherwise known as the bearded beast of the stellar seas. She had a beard? <laughs> Just listen. Hanzo was fainted. Not only was she gorgeous, but her name was like a quadruple alliteration, his favorite kind of figurative language. Bearded beast, Mart asked with a laugh. That's the dumbest nickname I've ever heard. You don't even have a beard. Not in my face, Bella said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Hans was totally into it. Bella looked at the bloodbath on the get fucks deck. What the hell happened here? That's what we're trying to figure out, said Hans. He took a tentative step towards the pirate. I'm Lieutenant Hans Gruber Voldemort Sauron Palpatine, the current commanding officer of this vessel. This is my assistant, Maru. Okay, well, I wasn't planning on moving any bodies today, Bella said, kicking one of the dead crew members. His ghost got super offended. So if you two could just take these out of here while I come and near this vessel, that would be great. Um, fuck you, said Maru. The ship is property of the intergalactic stellar fleet. If you want it, you're going to have to fight us for it. That won't be necessary, said Hans, as he tried not to get a boner. (laughs) Esteemed captain, perhaps we can come to a compromise. A parlay, if you will. Bella sheathed her cutlass. She was outnumbered and outgunned. She was kind of new to the space pirate thing. It had only become a reality to her a few weeks ago that her grand, her grandmother had died of the black shakes and left the ship to her favorite granddaughter. So yeah, Bella was still figuring it out. Yeah. You, ever see, you ever see Johnny Mnemonic? The black shakes, NAS. You get it? This causes it. That causes it. Any technology causes it. So yeah, Bella was still figuring it out. She didn't even have a crew yet or a talking parrot. She only decided to raid the ship because her initial scan hadn't detected any life forms aboard, so she thought it would be an easy score. She hadn't expected these two morons with guns to try to foil her plan. What did you have in mind, she asked Hans. Well, milady, Hans started, but Mario quickly interrupted. Lieutenant, are you fucking serious, she asked. Why don't we just kill this bitch? Hans basically had no answer except for the fact that Bella was hot as fuck and he was definitely going to try and get some. But he couldn't tell Mario that that because it went against ISF protocol. So he just said some bullshit. Because it's important to maintain diplomatic relations throughout the galaxy. Eh? <laughs> What's that? Yeah, like That's what? the way I it. Before I even finished thinking of an excuse, Maru raised her gun to the space pirate's chest, threatening to blow her sweet, sweet titties right off her body. She was sick of Hans and his pathetic brooding all the time. How did, he even, how did he even become a lieutenant? When he clearly sucked at it, she was going to have to take matters into her own toe beans. <laughs> I forget it. 
No regrets, Mario yelled as she pulled her trigger, finally intent on straight up... Uh, as she pulled the trigger, fully intent on straight up murdering the space pirate. But all of a sudden, everything went black and white, and time slowed down to a... Mm, what you say? Mm, what you say? <laughs> it started playing as Hans jumped right into the line of fire. <laughs> <laughs> Mario's shot went straight into him as he looked right into the camera with a shocked expression on his face <laughs> then fell to the floor as the song faded out the two women stood in silence staring at the officer's motionless body on the floor wow Bella said that was fucking awesome that guy was probably the worst officer in the whole ISF said Mario and he was just staring at your tits the whole time yeah that was obvious said Bella Hey, hi, I have an idea. Why don't you just join my crew? I could use someone with your fucking awesome skills. Plus, since you're a cat, you could climb up to the crow's nest and be a lookout. We could split all the booty we collect. And by booty, I mean treasure and the other kinds. <laughs> Mario grinned. Fuck the ISF and fuck Hans. A pirate's life sounded pretty awesome, especially since it seemed like Captain Brackenthorn actually appreciated her, unlike her deceased former boss. She reached her paw to her paw out to Bella and said, you've got yourself a deal, Cap. But she was interrupted by a gunshot. What you say? The scene went black and white again as what you say started to play and a shot of laser fire ripped through Maru's stomach. She looked dramatically over the shoulder as she clutched the wound. As she sank to her knees, she realized Hans was still alive. Lying on the floor, his gun still pointed at her. The kitty cat collapsed just as the music faded out. Damn. Hans pulled himself to his feet and dusted off his uniform. How the fuck are you alive, Bella asked. Hans reached to his, into his breast pocket and retrieved his poetry notebook, which was singed with ashy plasma residue. My poetry book must have stopped the laser from going through my heart, he said. If, that, if that's not fucking poetic... Wait, I lost my shit. Yeah. Then I don't know what is. You do realize that's impossible, said Bella. Like, physically impossible. Plasma can easily blast through paper. Milady, please. Hans interrupted her. Don't question the will of the Celestials or my plot armor. Now that I have a second chance at life, I must use it to pursue my true passion. He knelt in front of the space pirate. Captain, please allow me to accompany you on your adventures. I don't know, Bella said thoughtfully. That cat lady said you weren't really good at anything. <laughs> not, a mili- not at military stuff, Hans conceded, but I can't be the bard in your porch, in your po- in your party. God damn it. I can record all of your adventures in my notebook, immortalizing you in verse so, f- so future generations will marvel at your greatness. Bella kind of liked that. She-, she hoped she would get better at the whole space pirate thing. But even if she didn't, she could just make Hans write down whatever she wanted and create an entirely made-up legacy for herself and just not mention all the fucked-up things she did. Like basically every white man ever. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, okay, she agreed. Just try not to be too much of a pervert. Let's fucking go before the cat lady wakes up and shoots us. Hans reached into his coat and pulled out a recorder. Then he started playing a shitty recorder version of the Pirates of the Caribbean music <laughs> as he followed his captain off the get fucked and onto the pirate ship of his dreams. The end. <laughs> but there's a post-credit scene. <laughs> Maru woke up as a as a ghost right after the pirate ship unhooked its dick-like airlock from the space cruiser, <laughs> leaving a gaping hole into space. Good thing she was already dead, or she would have been sucked out into the void. 
As she looked around the deck, she saw the dead bodies of the crew and her own corpse. Corpse. Why did I say it like that? <laughs> Leaking blood onto the floor. There was also a bunch of ghosts sitting at the central control panel playing Magic the Gathering. Their cards drenched in blood. Dozens of cards. She approached him and angrily swiped their cards off the table. Hey! One of the ghosts of the Get Fucks crew, Get Fucks crew complained. I almost, I almost had enough mana to... Shut up, you morons, Mario hissed. Stop fucking around with your nerdy card game. We're going to do something way more awesome now that we're dead, but for some reason still stuck in this plane of existence. Get a pub sub? One of the crew members asked. No, Mario said. Watch the reboot of The Princess Bride that no one wanted, but Hollywood ended up making anyways, said another crew member. No, Mario said, standing up on the table. We're going to be the most fucking awesome ghost crew to haunt the galaxy, just like the guy in those Johnny Depp pirate movies that was like half ghost, half octopus. Who's with me? The ghost crew looked at each other and shrugged. Sure, said one of them. Our magic cards are too bloody to really play with them anyways, said another. It was... It wasn't exactly the enthusiastic response Mara was looking for, but it would do. Everyone get your get to your stations, she, com- she commanded. Follow that parachute with the skull and cross stick in- insignia. Before the crew had, had the get fucked ready to head out to the ghost journey, Mara had to do one more thing. She floated out into space, said she can do that now, <laughs> now that she was a ghost. <laughs> and she sprayed painted a red cat face and crossbones over the ISF seal on the ship's hull. Then she went back inside and took her place in the captain's chair and set off across the galaxy to get revenge on Hans. The actual end. All right. <laughs> that was sick. Yeah, you like that, that one? That was good. Good. I'm glad, you, uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, the, I, I like your pirate movies. <laughs> so now you know why that music. Yeah, dude, I, I, for some reason, the whole morning, I, I kept going, dun, 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 dun. I was like washing the dishes and singing it. And now, and now yeah. I know. I listened to that probably like a hundred times while I was writing this <laughs> to get into the movie. Honestly, I have I had a dream for my story before we do yours, Dan. I had a dream last night that me and you were doing some sort of water sliding at the rapids, but we were underground, and then like the wa- there was like a groundswell of water, and then we got caught in the water and we were like drowning, and then somehow we got shot up this like chimney. And it was like a hundred feet into the sky, and I had like severe, like crippling, like height anxiety. And I was like below you, and you just got up and jumped to like there was like a little like deck right next to it, like easy jump. But I got up and looked down, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm frozen. I can't move." And it took me like thirty minutes dream time just to get, <laughs> just to like get conjure up the like fucking courage to jump it. And I had no idea why I made a water park story because of that. <laughs> but I was, but the first thing I thought about was water park, and I have to write something that has to do with water parks, and that was it. That was, yeah. That was, All right. That, what dreams may come. Story. You prompted me to write about Fallout, so. Okay. So Dan's story is up next. Yes, Rosemary is going to be narrating. Do you want to say anything about this before we begin? I don't. Okay. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Good to know. Here we go. This story is called... <laughs> What's it called? The old coin slot. Yes! <laughs> yes! You, you did it. Oh my god, I just saw the first line. Holy fuck. Try not to read it really fast. Oh god, alright, I have a little bit of a cold too, so I'm sorry if I'm kind of sniffling. You sound fine to me. Okay. Holy shit, bro, spake the Lord unto Abraham. <laughs> I wish. You have to, I have no idea what you just said. Holy shit, bro, spake the Lord unto Abraham. Okay. I wish that was in the Bible. <laughs> 
I can't believe you were going to do that. I almost shot God milk out of my nose what just milk? then. God milk. Okay. And thus Abraham was confused AF. <laughs> this has little to do with our story. Really, I use this to illustrate that God is always testing us. <laughs> That's true. God's real. <laughs> the Lord works in mysterious ways. Usually this comes by way of surprise <laughs> math quizzes in middle school. I'm going re- to read it. No, I can do okay. it. He's mean to me. Usually this comes by way of surprise math quizzes in middle school, sometimes ethically and morally as well. Side note, God milk is not different from the milk we have at breakfast, (laughs) other than that cereal never ever gets soggy in it, and it's 1.5% low fat. Oh my god, (laughs) milk. It is only sold in the holiest of grocery stores. The year is 2251 or something. (laughs) (laughs) She does. It's what she does. It is. It's a hilarious combination of that person. Scribe Jickleneck of the DC Brotherhood Outpost. Jickleneck. Jickleneck. Jickle- See? Don't get mad at me for laughing. <laughs> is in his private lab theorizing time travel so he can return to before the wars. This is only nominally, as nobody in the Brotherhood of Steel believes he can actually achieve his goals. In fact, he has a private lab and quarters because nobody in the Brotherhood will bunk or work with him due to his feverish and constant <laughs> masturbation <laughs> to Nuka-Cola posters. What? Of all things. <laughs> They're very phallic. Phallic and delicious. Let's see how his experiments are going. <laughs> oh, shit, he's whacking. <laughs> Give him a few. <laughs> Give him a few. Give him a few. Can we get some, oh my some, God. Like uh, interlude music? <laughs> I'm into hard sci-fi. Fantasy is cold. <laughs> <laughs> Had nothing to do with it. Wait, here's some, here's some, here's one. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> I've done it, exclaims the perverse scribe. On the table before him, under an advertisement for soda, is a spinning glowing wheel apparatus. Wow. Did you not believe I could do it? Asks the scribe. Not really, no. Wait, are you talking to me? I've just invented time travel while tugging on my rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> tugging on what? My rabid rad rat. <laughs> oh my God. That's a tongue twister. <laughs> Is it really a stretch that I can hear the omniscient narrator, he says? Guess not. Well, prove it. Fine, he says. He flips switches. Lights all around the outpost dim slightly. Liberty Prime goes offline. Oh, I don't shit. know what that means. That's a huge, like, mech that didn't fall out three. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, it was a government project, so no surprise there. Damn. <laughs> the glow from the wheel engulfs j- Jickleneck? Jickle, Jickleneck. Jickleneck. Okay. <laughs> and there's a pop. He disappears. <laughs> Somewhere in Pompano Beach, Florida, USA. <laughs> today, 2019. <laughs> today. Today. <laughs> wow, that sucks. <laughs> Over his headset, Daniel... <laughs> oh my god. It's so meta. Over his headset, Daniel hears Tony's voice saying... <laughs> Dan just went offline again. <laughs> this is literally this morning. <laughs> Fuck every fucking duck. 
<laughs> he sets his controller down, grabs his phone, and sends Tony a message. Goddamn Comcast took a fat, steamy dump again. Gonna go out for a smoke. He grabs a cigarette and goes on his front porch. Sun is so damn bright. He lights a smoke and sits in his chair. Suddenly, the sun is not so bright. But there are no clouds. Then it dims entirely, and there's a pop. On his lawn is a glow in which stands some asshat and Brotherhood of Steel cosplay. <laughs> Daniel blinks, and the dork is still there. He mutters, I will not day drink whiskey and smoke sativa anymore. <laughs> but you will. God says, yeah, right. <laughs> in a vaguely familiar voice. The dork inside the glow steps out, and things go back to normal. Bright and hot as fuck. That is absolute Florida for you. That's the best two words for it. But there is still the dork. I can't believe I'm going to say this, says Daniel. Hey, get off my fucking lawn, dude. <laughs> Please help, pleads Jickleneck. Why are you so, why are you dressed like a Brotherhood librarian, asks Daniel. I am Scribe Jickleneck of the Brotherhood of Steel. Jickleneck, what a dumb name. <laughs> is it dumb? It's beautiful. I'm QA Engineer Daniel of MD Live. Okay, I have traveled across space and time to get here, Daniel of MD Live, says the scribe. <laughs> no, you didn't, says Daniel. I just appeared on your lawn in a flash of light. Do you doubt my veracity? Nope, it all checks out, says Daniel, matter of fact. <laughs> Come on inside. Perfect. <laughs> they, they go inside. The scribe sees the TV with Fallout's error screen. Wow, what is... Ignore that. Internet's fucked. <laughs> Internet begins Jickleneck. I said fucking ignore it, says Daniel, in a fit of frustration. He continues, the way I see it, you traveled not just space and time, but across multiverses as well. I don't understand, says the scribe. What's a multiverse? Here, imagine a montage during which Daniel teaches the brother and scribe about multiverse physics and the touch by Stan Bush from the classic 1984 animated Transformers movie plays because it's an awesome song. <laughs> and Daniel has a whiteboard because he's a straight up nerd gangsta. Sweet. It's a good montage. Scribe Jickleneck asks Daniel for some iguana bits or squirrel on a stick. <laughs> Is that fallout food? Yes. But it makes more sense because there's so many iguanas around here. Yes. And squirrels. Daniel says there are plenty of iguanas and squirrels around, but perhaps Perfect. Lebanese kebabs would be better, however similar. Daniel Ooh. relays the story of what's been going on so far in a WhatsApp group to Paul... McHenry yeah. and Tony, who for some reason seem to believe him. <laughs> Tony says he will meet them at a dope Lebanese restaurant in Pompano, but 10 minutes later, he says he has to get ready for his podcast you're listening to right now. <laughs> oh, shit. While they, <laughs> while they eat, Jickleneck orders enough hummus for the whole city like a fat fuck. <laughs> Does he really? <laughs> Daniel says, so how do we get you back? Jickleneck scarfing... Shishtawuk? Shishtawuk. Shishtawuk says, I'm not sure yet. Maybe the technology at your settlement will help. They get back to Daniel's settlement lol. <laughs> Where before Comcast is just, because Comcast is just fucking around, the internet is working again. Of course. That makes a lot of sense. That's literally them. Jickleneck, by the way of playing Fallout 76 with Tony, becomes astonished that his whole life is a video game in this universe. Wow. Daniel says, so about getting you back. Jickleneck replies, yeah, fuck that, bruh, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Lebanese nurse food is the shit. 
Yeah. Can I just chill for a bit? Pass the vape pen, by the way. <laughs> Oh, Jickleneck never returns. They have failed God's test as expected. <laughs> God says, oh, by the way, God is Ron Perlman. War. War never changes. <laughs> the end. That was sick. That was awesome. That was great. Did Jickleneck ever jerk off of your house? <laughs> it, it turns out he's not real. Oh, man, I th- I swear to God. I, I thought real. I should add that in there that, that Daniel has no idea that he's constantly masturbating. <laughs> sure, you can stay. Oh, yeah. He'll find out the hard way. <laughs> Get it? Whacking it. So, what, what did you think of like all the stories? I thought they were all awesome. Dude, that was your first story you did on here, and I thought it was really yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. That was really, really good. Honestly, like, guys. we're really all about procrastinating our stories like so we're like oh we have a whole week to do oh we have like all this time to do it and then we always end up oh it's the last fucking day to do it just by the way so dan you said you haven't listened to the rest of the episodes you definitely should as as should everyone else who's listening my story ties into previous episodes if you want to find out why the whole crew got murdered Okay. Yeah, that was an episode. A lot two? of things that I posted, there there were callbacks to like stories that I wrote down earlier, kind of like oh. Super France, yeah, and America Super too. These yeah, are, I ha- these are in your previous. Yeah, yeah, like I had a story called America Two Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> it has to do with Super France. So I got to start from the beginning. No, that one I think is like the third episode. But I should probably start from the beginning. You could yeah, you if you want to. I mean, there's only six other episodes. So. I know. It's not, it's not that much. So. But yeah, Dan, I wanna I wanna thank you for being yes, on this you. week. Thank you for having me. Obviously, your your fucking narrating skills were fucking do you, do you, very good. Primo. Do you care for the theater? <laughs> <laughs> I, everyone does. And um, yeah, dude, you, you you can come on again. Tim was on about three episodes ago. Yeah, I heard four seconds of him. <laughs> it was. <laughs> we're doing a chef's kiss, by the way. If you don't know what's going, yeah, that's what it sounds Magnifique. like. Magnifique, magnifique, sacré bleu. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, check us out on Instagram. It's uh, the Dream Laser Dream Podcast. Laser Podcast at at dreamlaser.dreamlaser at dreamlaser <laughs> at Instagram. Thanks to the studio audience as well. Yeah, thanks everyone here. Thanks for me pressing the wrong buttons, and also thank you for what you say. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.